So welcome into the week six Backroads podcast. I'm Craig Spree with the Happy Sports Network and PressPassSports.com. And I'm Bobby Brown with Texas 1A Fan. And Bobby, we're here for the week six six-man scoreboard show. Uh, looking around the state all the way from Follett down to Nueces Canyon, out in the El Paso area, all the way over in the Piney Woods of East Texas, places like Oakwood and places over there like that. And I got to tell you, weather played a factor, a significant factor in so many of these games. And, and I cannot wait to get to this klondike Whitherald game that you were at because you basically were in a hurricane over there. Oh, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Um that lightning was hitting really close. It was, it was hitting the ground right around my truck. And I think I spilled my water several times, <laughs> maybe even choked on it a little bit. <laughs> but the lightning was hitting close to your truck. Maybe yeah. the Lord was sending you a message. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Well, let's get the start. The show started off here and we always have a coach to start the show with. And uh, who better to start with than a guy who has led a team to an undefeated record so far, a team that I don't know that everybody was expecting that, and one of only eight undefeated teams in Division One, and that's Coach Sammy Winters out at Hermley. Coach, welcome in. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I sure do appreciate it. Now, Coach, before we get this started, there's a rumor out there, so we got to play this for you. It's your birthday. <laughs> it sure is. Today is my birthday. Yes, sir. Happy birthday, Sammy. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right, coach. So <laughs> happy birthday to you, man. We, we, we want to take care of you in style for coming on with us here. That's awesome. Thank y'all. So let's get started. We'll, we'll get away from all the fun stuff and we'll get to the real fun stuff. And that is your Hermley Cardinals. And, you know, we, we'll, we'll get to Bubba here in a minute because that, that's the all name team there. But just talk about this team and how you went undefeated so far in the season. Sure. You know, um, we got 21 kids that are out playing for us uh we've got a group of eight seniors and and so um pretty good pretty good numbers for us you would talk about a team that holds everybody accountable um they have high expectations and and they know um that what they want to achieve is not is not successful if if they're not holding everybody accountable and and man it's it's awesome to watch you know i could be coaching a certain group of guys and the seniors are coaching up the youngsters and I could turn around and I'm coaching a different group of guys and a youngster can chime in and go, hey, senior, this works for me. Maybe you should try it. And so from top to bottom, it's a, it's a group of kids that that want to be successful and that are are really just bought in. And it's 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 a joy to watch and it makes it fun. So, coach, what we just said about it, let's let's get there. All name team. And, and I love it because I'm watching Auburn on TV and they've got a tank Bigsby and I'm like. That's a pretty cool name, and you're a good football player if your name is Tank Bigsby. But you got the same thing in a guy named Bubba Digby. Uh, you guys defeat Bront on Friday night, 51 to nothing, 77 yards rushing and a touchdown, 8 to 12 through the air, another five touchdowns there. Talk about the play of Bubba Digby, and you got to love the name. It's fun. Uh, you know, a couple years ago, I think he wanted to go by Jonathan, and uh, he's a great kid. Uh, but, you know, when you've been called Bubba for your entire career, life it's really hard to change it uh you know just like just like me I was going through school I was called Sammy it was Sammy 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 and there was a small stint in my adulthood where I was like you know what I'm gonna go by Sam or maybe Samuel or something like no I hated it I didn't like it people didn't people didn't call me by it but you know Bubba's just it's just stuck uh but man he's done a really good job and uh you know his his 
his attitude's been great. He's a hard worker. In fact, the last two games after we've played and won, we've gotten off either off the bus or or the game's over and everyone's uh, gone out of the locker room. He's gone unlifted after both games. Um, it's pretty neat to see. But he'll he'll be the first one to tell you it's not it's not him that's that's scoring the touchdowns. It's his teammates and, and their hard work as well. And so um, you know, there's like, like I said earlier, it's a really good group of kids, and and uh, Bubba's the one that gets mentioned more than most. But they're all really good. He has some cousins on the team, right? He does, yes, ma'am. He's got a he's got a senior cousin, uh, Stetson Digby, uh, and then he's got a sophomore cousin and Tyson Digby. And so, uh, you know, Stetson Stetson scored a touchdown or two last night, and and has so the last couple games. And he's a he's our big six foot four, two hundred pound bruiser and middle linebacker. And uh, it's fun to watch him play football. Fun to watch him play basketball. And heck, he was our first leg on our sprint relay. Uh, that missed the state track meet by 0.03 seconds. And so oh. good kid there. And, and so those are, those are two we're going to miss when they graduate next year. And you talk about your team and, 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 you know, it is, it's more than Bubba Stetson always plays well for you, but uh, Friday night, Patrick Carr, two receptions, 62 yards and a touchdown. You can correct me on the last name. Cause I know I'm saying it wrong. Zane Knacklinger. Knacklinger. Knocklinger. See, I knew I wasn't doing it right. Two receptions, 33 yards, and a touchdown. And Mateo Vargas, six tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. Talk about the rest of your team, because we, we do. We put Bub out there a lot. But I know you've got, you've got to have a lot of really good players to be uh, undefeated so far in the season. You know, Mateo and Zane, they're big. They're our big receiving threats. They, they both have, I think, almost a touchdown a game, if not more. Mateo had three this, this last game. And so uh, they're big. They're big offensively. Uh, Patrick Carr, he's our big senior. That that kid has the biggest heart. He is awesome. He he. If he has a bad attitude at practice, it controls us just because he's he's what picks us up or you know or uh, kind of makes us drop down a notch. He's a great kid. He uh, he's he's the atmosphere of the team, and he's only a junior. And so that's that's fun to see. On defense, uh, we've got some dudes. Coulter Smith, he's got an interception in the last four games. Uh, he plays safety for us, and so he's really good. He's another senior. Now, I'm telling you, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna call him out, and I'm gonna say it just because I think he's a big part of what he do, and the seniors will back you up, and everybody else on our team will back us up. Is uh, Kai Vargas? That dude is a stud uh, for us. Uh, you know, you mentioned it. He had two fumble recoveries, two fo- forced fumbles, three sacks. I mean, the dude gets after it, and uh, he's only a sophomore. It's the best part, and so he walks out there. And, He's he's a grown man. It looks like he's 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 really bought into our weight program as much as much as uh, most of our kids are. Um, but man, he uh, he looks really good in a uniform. He's not it's not a Tarzan and Jane kind of thing. He he uh, he looks the part and plays the part. And so we're really we're really good kids, top to bottom. Um, their attitudes are great. And you know, I'll tell you one of the I think one of the biggest things to us being six and zero and and uh, playing really well is right now. We have the fortune of playing three guys on offense and three guys on defense that don't play the opposite side of the ball. And so that's that's really helped us. We're really fresh, and uh, that's going a long ways for us so far. Yeah, when, when Craig said all those sacks and interceptions, and I was thinking, oh, well, who is this kid? <laughs> so He's got a motor. It's fun to watch. He doesn't know any better. It almost – he just he just gets after it, and it's it's fun to watch him play football. I hope to get around to watch y'all play here pretty soon. 
So on Facebook, you know, I like to stalk Facebook to find out some information sometimes because all the schools have Facebook. I saw a picture of you, <laughs> coach, when you were in high school. I swear you haven't changed a bit. And it said something about holding defensive records still in Harper. What it, can you tell us a little bit about that? And also how you went from playing 11 man to coaching six man. Sure. Um, so I played safety in high school. I only know this because we just talked about it a couple of days ago, but I owned uh, interceptions in a game season and career at my old, at my old high school in Harper uh, down by there in Fredericksburg and Kerrville, the pretty part of the world. You know, it was a really neat thing to do is talk my old high school football team and all of that with, with the guy there in Fredericksburg. That was pretty cool. You know, that, that transition was different. I, Played college football in Chicago for a year, and that was cool. And end up, long story short, end up at Tarleton, and I'm trying to graduate because I'm 23 years old, and I've taken the long route. And I do a little bit of a volunteer at Morgan Mill, which is a K through eight, and helping with their football team. And that was my first real introduction of six man. And then uh, I did my student teaching at Lingleville, go through their whole spring process and get a little more introduction, but. Really, my first get my feet wet full go was was here my first year in 2014. And so, um, you know, it's been it's been a crazy process, but I think it's been pretty good so far. Talk about the town of Hermley there, because as happy somebody traveling with happy or a lot of the schools up here, you travel that road from post to Sweetwater and you go by and you see those beautiful facilities sitting out there with Hermley. Talk about the community and what an advantage it is for you guys to have facilities like that. Absolutely. You know, I always joke, where are you from, Coach? Hermley. Where's that? You know that all subs in the middle of nowhere and where you love it? That's us, baby. You know, everyone that, that comes here or plays here, they always, you know, they always tell us how, how great our facilities are and I always say we're blessed, you know. I never want to look that, you know, that, that horse in the mouth. And we're super blessed. And, you know, town is awesome, um, super supportive. Uh, we've got parents that will do anything for our kids. Admin's great. And it's, it's, not, just, it's not just in high school. It's, it's K through 12. Um, they show up for every event. And we had a parade for our homecoming a couple of weeks ago, which was awesome. First time we've done that since I've been here in eight years. And uh, I was like, there's no one going to be on the streets because – Every kid is on the floats. And I'm telling you, I swear there was 500 people on the street. And I said, I don't know where these people are coming from, but that was cool to see. And just there's so much support. Um, and it's awesome uh, just to see our town living it up and, and, and being about this school. And the school really does um, make the town. And uh, so, you know, anytime there's something going on up here, it's, it's turn the lights off because everyone's up here. And so it's awesome. We're, uh, we're extremely proud of our kids. Tell me a little bit about your Aspermont matchup this Friday. Uh, it's at Aspermont, so anytime you have to go play the uh, Hornets at home, it's a tough, tough ask for your kids. Um, you know, we've played them the last few years, and I think this makes, I think this is year four. And uh, you know, they won the first two. Had Coach Weaver had a really solid team, did a real good job with them. He had the um, Bradley kid and. And uh, the Morris kid, the first couple of years, and they were good. Uh, you know, last year they, same thing. You know, a lot of a lot of the same big old dudes run the ball hard and get after it. And so, 
we just expect the same going into this week. It's, it's kind of their identity and who they are. And so we're, uh, we got to make sure we're, we're ready and, um, you know, make sure we can handle the Hornets. When you talk about uh, Aspermont there in District 7, District 7 is tough. I mean, you got Aspermont. They're the only team with a losing record in the district. Ira, Roby, both are three and two. Rotan, Yellowhammers, five and one, and you're six and oh. What a strong district that is that you're going to have to compete in. It really is. And, you know, it's, it's not a surprise to me. Uh, of course, I know everything about Ira and Coach Goodwin and those kids, and they're awesome and they play really hard for them. And, and uh, you know, Coach Means has done an extremely good job over there at Rotan. Um, those kids are playing well. Um, you know, seeing their score with Omita, um, I'm, I'm, I'm worried. You know, that's, uh, I've, I've heard nothing but great things about Lomita and how good they're going to be and how well uh, Rotan played against them. That, you know, that's as a coach, you're going, oh, wow, hang on. They're really good. And, and uh, of course, you know, Roby, they, they gave us a ball game last year and they returned a lot. And, and so, you know, they've won a lot of games this year, just lost to Benjamin. And so we're anxious to, to see how it goes. But, you know, one week at a time and it's just, man, what, what a – crazy four weeks it's going to be here moving forward and uh i already told the wife i said you may not see me a whole lot and and uh you know don't stay up because i'll I'll probably be putting a lot of hours all right coach you say you told your wife don't stay up but it's my understanding you got twin three-year-olds that's a big ask of the wife my friend yes sir yeah we have we have uh twin three-year-olds we got channing and chandler man if, if if you're if you're like bobby and you're cruising the internet like that you can see them on there uh, on Facebook. They they know how to we, we call it shake it at home, and they get after it at ball games. They sit front row and they hang on the railing. And man, they, if you screw up, they let you know about it. You know, I, I also coach basketball here, so I get on the boys and and there too. They sit front row and and they'll get on the railing and uh, they'll yell at me and if I'm yelling at a kid and they'll say, "Dada, be nice." And uh, you know, and or if it's just the opposite, they'll say, "Ooh, daddy mad." And so, you know, they just they're they're already coaches' kids, and so they're about it, and they they want to go to ball games, and they'll let mama know, and of course, they wear their cheer outfits, and so mom's great. Carly does a great job with the kids, and so um, it helps. We have her family; she's from here, and so uh, we have family here in town uh, that you know helps us out and, and makes life a whole lot easier. And so uh, it's just a big blessing. But, yeah, twin three-year-olds, that, that it's definitely enough to keep your hands full. That, that it definitely is. And if you're yelling at those kids on the basketball court, you got to be careful. A sheriff's deputy will come out of the stands and, and talk to you, right? You know, believe it or not, that's happened to me before. Uh, yeah, I've got some stories. It's wild over here in West Texas, I'll tell you. I won't say what school that was at. But, yeah, you know, just communicating with officials and, and – the deputy sheriff didn't like what I said to that official on the basketball court. And he came down in his, in his duster and cowboy hat and said, you know, if you don't stop, I'm going to haul you off to jail. And, you know, of course I said, well, buckle up because I don't think you're man enough, but you know, that's, that's how that kind of went down. But yeah, it's, it's never boring out here, man. It's fun. I enjoyed it. I've, I've grown a lot and I've learned a lot and truly, truly blessed out here in Hermley. Well, Bobby, only on the Backroads podcast can you get a story like that. Amen, brother. (laughs) 
Coach Winters, we do appreciate you joining us on your birthday. Happy birthday, my man. Appreciate uh, it. You look uh, 26, 27. You're young. You make Bobby and I feel really old. Me and Garrett Avalos, 32, baby. <laughs> Holy cow. Bobby and I are 80s, baby. So that tells you how old we are. <laughs> I was 89. I was 89. So. <laughs> well, no, we were in high school in the 80s, coach. <laughs> so anyway. Thanks for joining us on a Sunday. We really do appreciate it. Good luck to your Cardinals Friday night against Ashburnmont, and good luck in District 7-1A there. And we look forward to uh, giving all the stats there about all your team, and uh, good luck going forward. Thank y'all so much. Appreciate what y'all do for us. Thank you. Give those two girls a big old hug. We sure will. Thank you. All right, Bobby. So great to catch up with Coach Winters. Happy birthday to him. Guy, he's young. <laughs> that or you and I are just old. Well, hey, I don't like old. How about older? Older. Okay. We, we can go with that. I, okay. I, I can live with that. <laughs> so let's, let's get into it. Week six, weather played a huge part, and you'll see that as we go through some of this. And let's start Division One, And uh, at the very top of the rankings there, the May Tigers, no problem with Newcastle, 55 to nothing. Sterling City takes out Eden, 52 to six. And Water Valley over Highland, 68 to six. Those are your top three rated teams there, and no surprise in any of those games. They handle all three of their opponents with ease. Uh, number four, Spring Lake Earth. They were supposed to take on Kroll, and I don't know. Kroll might be happy about the weather uh, interrupting that game, uh, but that game doesn't happen, so it ends up being a bye week for both teams. So we'll move on to the fifth-ranked team, and that is the ranking Red Devils. They took on San Antonio Feast High School, and they win that one 64-12. And then we'll get to the first big matchup we had. Number six. Versus number seven and Garden City, Coach Jones brings a little luck and magic from the Backroads podcast, takes out Westbrook 56 to 44. Logan Seidenberger had a great game in this one 10 to 24, 236, four touchdowns. Sebastian Balcazar, we talk about him 19 carries, 129. Player of the game, though, is John Lopez. Seven receptions, 180 yards, and four touchdowns. He also threw a touchdown and had 10 tackles in this ballgame. That's a big win for the Bearcats. Now, I know Westbrook was, uh, if I'm understanding right, and you can help me here, Bobby, I believe they were missing one of their top running backs in this game. But still, Westbrook has been really good this year. And for Garden City, who's now moved into the top 10 to take out the Wildcats, what a great matchup and a big win there for Coach Jones. It definitely was. Uh, one thing that I like is that we talked about Balcazar a lot, but we have these other names creeping into the story now we've got logan seidenberger and john lopez especially i remember you know hearing his name last week and here he is again so yes those those bearcats are on track that they definitely are and just makes uh region two that much tougher as, as we move forward into district action uh the eighth ranked jonesboro eagles coach guy eagles he takes some backroads podcast uh uh, good luck with him, and they wipe out the Valley Patriots 7-26. to What's really crazy about this game, help me if I remember right, 33-26. to Wasn't that the score in the third quarter? Yes, uh, something happened. I, I don't know what happened, but that fourth quarter, they, they come back. Now, probably about the middle of the third, they came on like gangbusters. That they did. So the Eagles take out the Patriots there. Uh, another big matchup. So Division Two, the Anton Bulldogs, we've talked a lot about them and uh, how they quietly are just so successful right now, taking on the ninth-ranked Paducah Dragons out of uh, Division One, and the Bulldogs win this one on the road, 65-57. to 57. Yes, and Anton was actually down 
by two touchdowns, I believe. Their defense helped get the offense back on the field, and they ended up with the win in that game. I am very impressed with that. We've talked about Paducah being the sleeper. You know, Ann is a is a pretty good little team, and we'll see what they're going to do in district. I, I started to say, uh, Anton looking really good there in Region 1. And when you look down the road, you got Anton, you got Klondike, and you got the Fallout Panthers. That, that sets up for a great uh, playoff action there. Uh, number 10, the Happy Cowboys, the team I cover, took out the Meta Broncos 44-20. to 20. Uh, This game, kind of nondescript Cowboys get a lot of things going on the ground, which is what Coach Perriman's been wanting. Cutter Hodges, 10 carries, 135 yards, and four scores. Jimmy Reyes, uh, 10 carries, 147 yards, and a touchdown. This game, it it was funny because it was just one of those weird games going on, and and Happy got out as much as 44-14. to And as I told you, Bobby, and we talk about the weather, because you sat over in in Whitherell in in a deluge, a hurricane. I did. And I sat there, and we could see it off in the northwest, and I'm like, it's going to come. It's going to It's going to hit us at some point. Seven and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, and the wind comes straight out of the west at about 20 miles an hour, and it was cold. I was like, here it comes. Within two minutes, and (laughs) it was funny because Meta scores. Caleb Sanchez runs in from five yards out as the rain is just – I mean, it is coming down. They try the extra point. It doesn't happen. And about that time, they send them off the field. But in that, I don't know, three, four minutes of real time, I got absolutely soaked. And, you know, I know you understand that. It's just crazy how the weather really impacted Friday night's games. It sure does come on quickly. It doesn't wait for anybody. No. And you were sitting in the stands broadcasting, weren't you? I was. I had help from uh, some of the happy faithful. They were holding umbrellas over my equipment, and it was just crazy. It was just absolutely crazy. Yeah, that's kind of what happened in Whitherell. It hit really quick. I mean, you could see it coming, but it seemed like it was real far away, and then all of a sudden it was right on top. Yeah, and when it hit, it hit. It did. <laughs> so we'll move on down to Division Two, uh, Motley County, the Matadors, no problem with Petersburg. They're 72 to nothing. The second-ranked Strong Greyhounds play Covenant Classical Cavaliers. Yeah, you've heard that name before. Richland Springs beat them last week, 119 to 112. Well, I want to see this offense because Strawn had to beat them 114 to 97. That's right. A, they don't have a defense. B, that's got to be the best offense around. Uh, something's going on there uh, because they played, you know, two perennial powerhouses two weeks in a row and that score hits the century mark both times. Yeah. I I don't know what's going on there. (laughs) I I would love to have heard coach Lee after that ball game going, are you kidding me? (laughs) I can only imagine what he was saying. And then we talked about the game you were at number three Klondike, the Cougars, they fall to Wood Harrell, uh, 48 to 19. No, that was a game. I, you know, I, I needed to go see Whit Harrell. I we've talked about a, a little bit about him and they've been they've been sticking in there this whole season. So I thought I'd go see Lindman in his first year at Whit Harrell. And I was not disappointed. Like I said, the, the weather came in. Uh there was like four minutes ticked off the, the first quarter, and we had Uh, cloud to ground lightning very close everywhere and it was extremely loud no rain and so i went and got my truck and it 
was a lightning show for oh probably about 30 minutes and then it then what you call the hurricane hit uh, <laughs> and it just rained and rained and rained and rained i know i sat in my truck for about an hour but uh well i'll tell you this at halftime when the halftime buzzer went off it was after 10 o'clock wow so um and then of course you know with all that rain the field is muddy i mean it makes for some great pictures but Poor Klondike in their white uniforms. Even Coach DeGraffenried after the game told me, he said, I just don't know how I'm going to get them clean. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, dude, I know, (laughs) definitely know. But, you know, uh, Whit Harrell came out. I mean, from the very first snap, you could tell they were determined and they kind of threw Klondike off of their game a little bit. Even with that long lapse before we got back to the first quarter after the big storm went through, um, you could tell they just kind of knocked them, you know, knocked them off their their game a little bit. And it just kind of went that way the rest of the the night. Whit Harrell played really well. Shamadric Weaver, hopefully I can, I'm saying that right. Uh, he's a junior. Uh, he was all over the field and he was, he's hard to catch. He is hard to catch. So we're going to have to remember that name. Weaver, number 22 for the Panthers. Um, I know the that whole game was crazy. You know, I have a little story about Whit Harrell while, while we're talking about Whit Harrell. They have a new bell. You know, everybody's all about the big horns and stuff. There are a few schools that still go old school with the bell. Whit Harrell is one of them. And last year... They were going to Follette with their old bell. Principal um, Mr. McAllister told me uh, they'd had it for about 20 years and they were going down I 40 and it just kind of disintegrated. Uh oh. <laughs> and it, it did that right about at the groom cross. So they parked it at the groom cross that night and they later went back to get it. Mr. McAllister, some kids and and a few parents helped build a new bell trailer. And it looks like the flatbed, um, a sidestep, one of those old 50s or 60s sidestep uh, pickups. And it's just the coolest thing. I put a picture out on the podcast page so everybody can go look at it. It's got Whit Harrell Panthers cut out of the metal and it's got lights behind it and everything. It's just really fancy. It's a cool bell. But uh, another thing about Whit Harrell is they have soft serve ice cream at Ooh. their concession stand. Oh, man. I mean, I felt like I was at Dairy Queen. <laughs> no kidding. But after that storm, it was cold. So I also had to have some super nachos with the brisket. If you're going to Whit Harrell, take some cash because they got a really good concession stand. But yeah, back to the game. I know that's a little extra, but. That game was a really good game, and uh, I was very glad that I was there to witness that. Both teams played really hard. It's just uh, Klondike can never really find their footing, and that is not a pun for the mud. <laughs> <laughs> so big win there for Coach Lindman and the Whit Harrell Panthers. Uh, the fourth-ranked Follett Panthers, there's another Panther for you. Coach Copley, they take out the Silverton Owls 50 to nothing. Uh, fifth-ranked Balmeray. Uh, defeats Fort Davis 58 to 22. This game a little closer than I thought it might be. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, number six, Jaden, the Jaybirds, no problem with Roby, 64 to 22. 
And then number seven, Groom, got in a battle with Miami. And uh, Miami's starting to make some waves there in Division Two as well. Groom wins that one 70-58. to 58. Uh, A little closer than I expected that one to be there. Stephen Keeler, yeah, you've heard that name before for Groom. 16 carries, 221 yards, and two touchdowns. 17 of 29 through the air for another five scores. Ryan Weinheimer, his favorite target. Only 45 yards receiving, but four touchdowns. And then for Miami, and we talked about him last week, Hayden Thompson had another great game. 15 carries, 168 yards, and two touchdowns. 23 of 43 through the air. 351, five touchdowns, and 12 tackles. Jacob Morton, also a sophomore there for the Warriors. Five receptions, 162 yards, and four touchdowns. And Luke Wheeler, uh, three receptions, 54 yards, and 13 tackles. So a great game there between Groom and Miami. Uh, and the Tigers win that one 70 to 58. And then uh, number 10, uh, Benjamin. Yeah, moved to the Mustangs have moved into the top 10. They take out Patton Springs 38 to nothing. So uh, we talked to you about uh, Bront and Hermley and uh, Coach Winters there. Let's look around the state at some of the other uh, key matchups and good games going on. Nazareth quietly, the Swifts sneaking up there, Bobby. They're making some noise. They uh, are. Tyler Goodwin, he, he, he learned from a good one there. He did. <laughs> and uh, they take out White Deer 33-24. to 24. Luke Schulte, 27 carries, 197 yards. I happen to know Luke. He's a pretty good kid there. So uh, good good to see that. So the Swifts win that one. Uh, Amherst and Claude. Claude wins this one with 324 left to play. They were down 24-18 to 18 at halftime, but they beat the Bulldogs 33-32. to 32. Uh, In Division Two. Will Dorado, we're taking on the undefeated McLean Tigers. Will Dorado wins that one 66 to 53. Stockton Blount, 106 yards rushing and four touchdowns. He also had a receiving touchdown, a pick six, nine tackles, sold ice cream and super soft nachos uh, on his way to Whit Harrell. And then he showed back up in the second half. And uh, then Dustin Bryan, uh, 211 yards rushing and four touchdowns as well for the Mustangs. Uh, down in Region 3, Abbott and Blum doing battle, and boy, it is just a tough season for the Bobcats. Abbott wins this one 46 to nothing. Blum only able to uh, total up 11 yards of offense there in the first half. Riley Sestala, I hope I said that right, three uh, carries and 69 yards and a touchdown for the Panthers. Kane Klaus, we've heard that name before, two receptions, 47 yards and a touchdown. And then Isaiah Singleton had a 20-yard touchdown and seven-and-a-half tackles there for the Panthers. Uh, Division two, the Blanket Tigers take out the Elks of – is it Avant? Avant. Avant. See, I, I never say it right. I, one day I will remember that. Uh, they win that one 42-30. to 30. Braden Day having another day. 20 carries, 140 yards, two touchdowns, 14 tackles, and an interception. Carlos Morales helping him out as well. 79 yards on the ground and two scores and eight tackles. And Hayden Rogers, 11 tackles as well. Uh, another good game here from St. Joe. Uh, they're quietly, you know, they're making some noise down there in Region 3. They but are. They defeat uh, Union Hill 60-22. to 22. And uh, what I love about this is we finally have some names to talk about, Bobby. I love it. Logan Bronner, 26 carries, 187 yards and three touchdowns. Matthew Butler Everson. Hyphenated word there, 7 of 15, 159 yards and three touchdowns. And for Union Hill, Daniel Dunn, 3 of 7 through the air, 55 yards and a touchdown. Devin Espinosa, 3 of 7 through the air, 34 yards and a touchdown as well. St. Joe, one of those teams that's quietly, I think, a lot better than people might have uh, expected. I think so, too. They, they, they're they just 
quietly digging away, and I expect to see them in the playoffs. Uh, back to uh, Division One, a Region Two matchup, District Six, District Eight. Grady and Robert Lee doing battle. Robert Lee, the Steers, come out on top, sixty-five to fifty-two. Uh, we look at Gra- uh, Grady, the freshman, and we've talked about him a lot. Gunner Cherry, twenty-two carries, one hundred and sixty-nine yards, and two touchdowns. And his running mate there, Hunter McAnally, 14 carries, 114 yards, two touchdowns, and 10 tackles in that ballgame. Next one up, Bobby, was a wild one. Yes, it was. And Forsberg. And so we didn't get a whole lot on this one. I actually found a a kind of a highlight reel of this game. So I stole a name out of that one, and I couldn't make the other one out other than the kid's first name was Braxton. But Forsberg wins this one, 51 to 45, not in one. Not in two, not in three or four, not in five or six, seven overtimes. The Longhorns take out the Indians in that one. Jeremiah Perez had a day there for the Longhorns. And like I say, uh, kid's first name was Braxton. I could not understand what they were saying his last name was, but uh, I'm sure they were excited. Exactly. That's part of this show. We want to get those names out there. We want to get those people recognized. What a ball game. 51, 48, 45 in seven overtimes. Wow, that's that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see that film. Division two, region one, region two doing battle and break up the Headley Owls. They are now one win shy of tying their school high mark of seven victories. They've got six on the season. They are six and zero after defeating Guthrie sixty six to forty five. It's awesome to see schools that don't get a lot of winning in their history do good, and that's exactly what's happening with the Owls this year. And speaking of winning, and we got a lot of this this, this week, Derazette, the Longhorns, defeat the Herald Hornets 69-6. to Now, this is going to sound weird, Bobby, but that is the first win for Derazette since September of 2011. Wow. Now, they did not play football from 2012 <laughs> to 2019. <laughs> a little bit of it. But they came back last year, didn't get a victory, but they get their first victory uh, and that comes uh, at the expense of the Herald Hornets, 69 to 6. Congratulations to those Longhorns. Glad to see that. I know those kids were excited. Yeah, that, that is awesome to see. And speaking of awesome, how about you sh- getting your first win in school history? Hey, Amen. Uh, Abilene TLC, they defeat Newman International 66 to 18. This is their second year of uh, high school football play. And that is their first win in school history. Congratulations to the to uh, Coach Kirk and the Eagles there. Great uh, win. Oh, most definitely. Uh, we talked about whether, you know, Borden County, Morgan tried to get something going. Borden County's up 14 to 8. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, weather was absolutely horrible from that point forward. It was. There was 18 seconds left in the first quarter. And, of course, the Coyotes were, were ahead. And... They had a bad storm, and that storm grew and grew, and it, I don't think it ended for like four hours. <laughs> I think it just kept coming and coming and coming, and so there was no ending that game. So they just loaded up the bus and came home. Oh, nothing worse than traveling and getting there, getting started, and then going, eh, you're done. Mm-hmm. Especially that far, because those two teams met in Strawn to play. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. You know, the only thing that wouldn't be tough about that is if you could go to Mary's and have chicken fried steak afterwards. (laughs) You know, two things you're going to get out of this show, where to go eat and what to eat. (laughs) Yes. Six man football scores and stats as well. (laughs) Hey, hey, 
you know, everybody wants to know where to eat. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Well, that's kind of a look around the state at uh, some of the big games and uh, news and notes uh, for week six and six man football. And uh, so now we're going to start up something new that we've not done before. And we're calling this Lehman's six man one on one. That is right. You know, Lehman is unofficially, officially the six man historian. If you want to know anything, he can tell it to you off his head most of the times. Uh, one time I was driving between Matador and Val, uh, Turkey, and there's a little school out there. And I said, oh, I'm at this school. It's really cool. You know, it's kind of fallen down, but it's really neat. It was a two-story school. And he said, oh, they played Dickens in 1931, and they won, and he gave me a score. I mean, this was almost immediately. He didn't even have to look it up. <laughs> I, I was like, who are you? <laughs> How do you do this? So, yes, Lehman has a... YouTube channel called Six Man Films, and he has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games, six man games on the channel, and you can go watch them. So um, I thought I'd go ahead and read an introduction to that and then go over one of the games and maybe go over a game each week that you can all go, you can go watch on the YouTube channel. And if you need a link, there will be a link on the podcast webpage. You can just go there and click on it and take you right to his YouTube channel and be sure um, to, to look that up. So for those of you that might not know, Lehman runs a YouTube channel dedicated to preserving and sharing six man football films. One topic he always loves is the topic of greatest games. And he loves asking people about what was the best or greatest game they saw in person. Lehman thinks most of us who have been around the sport the last 25 to 30 years can name the best of the best, like the 1996 state fifth down game or the 2001 Richland Springs versus Woodson semifinal game or the 2003 semifinal game when Strawn beat Richland Springs on the final play of the game. You can watch all three on the Six Man Films YouTube channel. So here at Six Man, uh, Lehman Six Man 101, we want to talk about some games that were great, but have fallen under the radar, so to speak. The links to the games we talk about are linked on the podcast page. And you can go enjoy them at any time you want because it's free. So Lehman actually urges us to subscribe to the channel because then you can get updates on when more film is added. Um, he also loves when people comment on games they played in or remember or enjoyed watching and learning about. He says it's great to see comments from kids that are watching games their father played in or from players that are watching games that their coaches played in when they were in high school. Um, so it, it's, he really does want your comments and your feedback to this week's game. It was the 1984 semifinal Newcastle against Abbott. Abbott took a 40 to 14 lead into halftime to, in complete control, but Newcastle rallied in the second half, outscoring Abbott 49 to 21 with the game winner coming with 10 seconds left in the game with a one yard touchdown run 
by Bruce Bailey and a one-point conversion from a pass and catch by the Spitzer twins, Ty and Todd. Unfortunately, the game film runs out about one minute left in the game, and Lehman suspects this might be Abbott's copy, and they recorded over the ending, but that's just his theory. But Newcastle came out on top 63 to 61 in that 1984 semifinal. Well, that, that is just awesome to listen to. And, you know, you and I talked about this earlier in the week and we kind of went down a rabbit hole ourselves. And <laughs> the best we could figure out is we think that uh, one point conversion by the Spitzer twins, we think they were freshmen that year. We so do. That, yeah, that that is incredible to do that in a big game like that, a state semifinal game. So Newcastle wins that one in 84, 63 to 61. And I love his theory. Maybe that's Abbott's copy and they just didn't want to see the final minute of the <laughs> You know, that that's that could be. And I'll tell you what, one of our team members for 1A fan, Dency McClure, she graduated from Newcastle. She went to school with the Spitzer twins and uh, she was actually in their class and she was a cheerleader. So Dency might have been cheering on the sidelines in that game. There you go. <laughs> so every week we're going to bring you Lehman's six man 101. You're guaranteed to learn something you didn't know or you might know it, and we want more information on it, and that's what we're looking for. So a great great to see that. Now, before we get out of here, Bobby, let's talk about interesting matchups coming up next week, and there are some dandies. We talked about Whit Harrell. Well, guess what? They're ranked at number five now with their newest rankings coming out today. Anton and Whit Harrell in a district game in Division Two, uh, District Three. Whew, that will be a barn burner. Oh, it will be, definitely. Uh, I'd really like to go to that game, but... <laughs> I uh, probably shouldn't cover Ed Harrell twice in two <laughs> weeks. Uh, and, you know, I need to get out to some other deserving schools. But, yeah, I'm excited to see number six Anton against number five Whit Harrell. That's going to be an incredible game. Hopefully I can get you to go out there and maybe broadcast that for us. Yeah, you might, you know, twist my arm or something. We might make that happen then. <laughs> uh, another good game going on in Division to uh, Rochelle ranked number 17 in the link, latest rankings. Uh, they travel to Richland Springs, number 10. Uh, that's a district game as well. That should be a good one there. Uh, real good test to see exactly who Rochelle is. And, uh, you know, Richland Springs has been kind of quiet this year. They but, have. You know, you just can't look past the couch because just, yeah, if you let them lay in the weeds, that's going to be what they want. You know they're going to be good. So that should be a good matchup there. Uh, in Division One. uh, Lamita, number 17 in the state, taking on uh, number 11, Abbott. They've been moving up the ranks. Uh, we've talked about that, so that should be a good matchup as well. Number 12, Benjamin, out of Division Two, taking on Goldberg. Uh, that's a Division Two team as well, out of Region Three. And then finally, Lakey, out of Division One, taking on Perrin Witt in Pretty. I know. I That kind of confused me. Um, that's going to be cool. So both teams are traveling and they're going to meet and pretty, and they're going to play, you know, that's a region three versus region four matchup in D one. So that's going to be an interesting game. That will be an interesting game. I can't wait to bring it all to you. We're going to have that for you next Sunday. We'll be back for week seven. So you don't want to miss that. And, uh, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. want to thank our special guest, Sammy Winters, the birthday guy yeah, in uh, Hermley. And he's got his Cardinals undefeated on the season. One of eight teams in division one. We have 10 undefeated in division two. We'll see how much that holds water as we get into week seven. But until then I'm Craig Spear with the happy sports network and press 
And I'm Bobby Brown with Texas 1A Fan. Remember, go forward and do good.